It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Michael Reed Show. This is Ken Murray sitting in for Michael Reed. Michael will be back with you tomorrow morning. Well, another busy program this morning as COVID-19 continues to dominate our daily lives. As you know... Uh, the Level 3 programme has kicked in since midnight and this means uh, a lot of restrictions on movement and so on. And among the many measures that we have to adhere to under Level 3 is that if you do need to get around, the advice is to walk or cycle to your destination where possible. Public transport will still be running at 50% capacity. Social distancing measures will be in place on transport and, of course, face coverings are mandatory. Visitors are only allowed from just one other household to a maximum of six people. Well, to get a sense of where we're at, I'm joined on the line now by the Minister for Justice, who happens to be the Fine Gael TD uh, for me, the East, Helen McEntee. Uh, Minister, can I begin by asking you, uh, we're told only to make essential journeys. What's the definition of an essential journey? Well, I suppose what that means is where it's absolutely necessary. So for work, um, for people who can't work from home, um, people who have to travel outside, whether they're working in construction, whether they're working in, in other areas where their business is still open. Uh, it's for educational purposes, so there will still be children going to school. Parents still have to drop children off where they're not on public transport. If you have a medical appointment, you know, if you have to pick up your groceries, if you have to go shop. So there are a lot of reasons that people can travel, but what we're asking people to do is to travel within your county boundary. So, you know, those reasons that I've just outlined in particular for educational purposes, for medical reasons or for work, you can travel outside of county boundaries. But for other things like doing your shop, meeting family or friends, obviously only within one other household, we're asking people to remain within their county boundaries. Uh, And I suppose the reason we're doing that is that we're trying to limit the possibility of this virus spreading. And, And unfortunately, while we have been in level two, what we have seen is the figures increasing and we're trying to bring this under control again. So, you know, level three is quite restrictive. I know the possibility of level five was very restrictive, essentially going back to a full lockdown. Level three does allow people to move about. It allows the vast majority of people to go about their daily lives, albeit with some restrictions. But it is going to have a huge impact on some people. And and I'm very conscious by moving back to level three, there are some businesses that have only just opened up again two weeks ago that are now having to potentially close their doors again. So this is not a decision we've taken lightly, but we have made it based on the increase of numbers, uh, the increase uh, in COVID figures overall. And we're doing this to try and stop it from getting any higher anytime soon. So I suppose the message is use your head, so to speak. Um, 
I want to move on to the area of, say, for example, off-licence opening hours. Now, what is the government planning to do in relation to their opening hours? Because there is a feeling that off-licences, for example, are allowing young people to get access to alcohol. This is creating scenarios like we saw in Galway and on certain streets in Dublin where young people are gathering and it's as if there's no coronavirus in the country at all. What, what are you planning to do in terms of, if you like, being a little bit more strict in relation to the sale of alcohol? So, I mean, look, this is something that we haven't made a decision on yet, but there has been a lot of concern, and this is not just from publicans who obviously feel the fact that they are closed. Uh, there is an unfairness about this, but we obviously have had problems, as you've mentioned, not just with students, and I, and I have to stress that it's not just students, but which, with larger, larger gatherings in people's homes, with parties and obviously being able to access alcohol and the off-licence means you can buy as much as you want, you can have as many people over if if that's what you wanted to do, obviously. Uh, And we know that when people drink alcohol, even after one or two drinks, their inhibitions are are lowered and and I suppose their their ability to social distance, to, to wash their hands, to remember all of the etiquette that we've been asking people to do is lowered. So there has been a lot of calls for potentially, I won't say closing because I think the idea that we would completely prevent people from buying any kind of alcohol uh, really is not somewhere that we want to go. However, there have been calls to to limit the amount of time that off-licences can be open, that they would maybe open later and close earlier. But again, nothing has been decided. You know, I think we need to and we have done this throughout and while the numbers have increased, I think we have been very successful in actually engaging with people, trying to educate them as to the fact that if you're going to drink copious amounts of alcohol, it is going to be more difficult for you to adhere to the guidelines, particularly if you're in large groups of people. So that's why these new measures to limit your interaction, to limit the number of people that can be in your home. There's now a ban on any kind of large gatherings indoors or outdoors. You can have 15 people, say if you're outdoors in in a park or if there's football clubs are training, uh, there won't be matches happening as we know the GAA have, have put a stop to that for the moment but it, it's all about asking people to take responsibility and that's you know why I said I, I'm not sure that we should be banning the sale of alcohol completely, I, I don't think that's the right direction to go but I do understand there is frustration where people can access a lot of alcohol and where there have been large groups, parties and events happening either in people's homes or outdoors and we really need to try and put a stop to that somehow. Uh, the Garda Commissioner, Drew Harris, uh, said yesterday that 132 permanent static checkpoints uh, will be established uh, around the country. Uh, that works out at just over five per county on average. And of course, that would hardly be even noticed in a county, we'll say, the size of Cork. So what exactly are the Garda looking for? Well, I think people will see an increased visibility. Um, Gardaí are being moved uh, from certain divisions to move out to these checkpoints. Now, there will be certain divisions, it's important to say, that aren't going to, to change. You'll have the, the drugs unit, the, the crime unit. You will have, in particular, the protective service unit. This is for um, Gardaí who are dealing with domestic violence cases because, as we have seen over the last few months, it, it has unfortunately increased. So there are areas where the Gardaí will stay within their units but others will be moving out, they will be on the streets, they will be patrolling, they will be carrying out checkpoints. And a lot of the main roads that we wouldn't have seen them on since last March and April, so say in, in my own county in Mead, coming off the M50 going into Dublin, on the N1, the N2, the N3, uh, the main arteries, I suppose, then coming off Dublin into the west, south um, and north as well. And this is really to try and ensure that people are not moving outside of the county boundaries. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, there are reasons 
um, in where there are reasons that people can travel outside of it. But, you know, if people decide, well, I'm just going to ignore this and, I'm, you know, if I meet a guard and he asks me to go home or she and I ignore them, if everybody did that, then really, you know, we're not going to beat this and we're going to continue to see the numbers to increase if they don't adhere to other rules as well. So, you know, we're trying not to be too hard on people. We're trying to encourage people and ask people. But you will see an increased visibility in Gardaí, out and about, on the roads, patrolling in our towns, in our villages, just trying to encourage and engage people, engage with people. Um, you know, if you look at this in comparison to other countries, um, in terms of penalties and fines and, and, you know, the way that we've approached this, we really have taken a minimal approach. You know, I haven't heard of anybody uh, or that I'm aware of that has been sent to jail for breaking any rules. I've heard plenty of stories from other countries. There have been very few people who have been fined. You know, Gardaí have always tried to engage with people and to encourage them to comply with the rules. Uh, and this will be no different. Well, now, will Gardaí be using, if you like, the coronavirus checkpoints uh, to check for tax and insurance as well? Well, I, I mean, if the Gardaí are out and about doing their their, their work, then, I mean, if, if they were doing a normal checkpoint, that's what they could potentially be looking for as well. But, you know, obviously people should always be, if, if they're driving, they should be up to date with their tax and their insurance. So that, that should be an absolute given. Um, but, I mean, the Gardaí that will be working on these checkpoints, their main priority will be, uh, checking to ensure that people, if they are leaving the county, that they are doing so for appropriate reasons. And I know people might say, well, is that a good use of Garda resources? Um, Gardaí will be working in other areas. Their, their day-to-day work will continue. Um, but I think it's important as we move to level three that we try and stem the overall increase because we cannot ignore the fact that the numbers are increasing, that the number of people, albeit much lower than back in April or May, the number of people going into hospital are increasing gradually uh, and we need to try and prevent this from escalating to the, you know, anywhere near where it was uh, at the beginning stages of this. And I do think that we can and it really boils down to whether or not people um, can adhere to the rules, whether or not we can, you know, take on board what is a, a very difficult scenario and even moving outside of the county. I have a new niece I won't see for a few months and I know that's really when it comes to, to the the greater picture is very small, but I know these little things are very difficult for people. It, it can be very challenging, but we just need to maybe for the next three weeks try and adhere to the, the rules that are within level three. Sure. Hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully it means we can then move back to level two. OK, there's talk of a fines programme that if you're caught not wearing a mask, I think there's talk of a fine of 50 euro. Talk us through that. Well, at the moment, um, there is a penalty for people who are you know, if, if they don't wear a mask on public transport or in a shop, um, it's quite an extreme fine. It's up to two and a half thousand euro or potentially jail. Now, that's because uh, it is a, a set fine and a set penalty that was in place from a, a previous older uh, piece of legislation. And we haven't changed that. I think the vast majority of people are adhering to that. However, there have constantly been discussions and we have always myself and justice with the Minister for Health, with the, the leaders and the committees dealing with this. We have looked at potentially other measures that would encourage people to come in line with regulations. So there have been discussions around spot signs or spot, you know, where somebody uh, is seen not not to be wearing a mask where they're asked to comply and they don't and that they would receive an on-the-spot fine. Um, This could be for mask wearing, it could be for travelling outside of the county, it could be for other things. I suppose what we have to do is look at um, will that encourage people to comply? Uh, We've looked at other jurisdictions, we've looked at where they have fines in other countries. Um, we don't necessarily, looking at the figures, 
see that they make people comply any quicker uh, or that the numbers are any better in those countries. But I do think it's something that we need to, to keep under consideration. So, you know, that's just one thing that we have looked at to potentially see how can we bring people on board with us. But actually, um, looking at a survey that's recently been, under, been undertaken um, in NUIG, they surveyed about 65,000 people and what they found is that strict penalties uh, and fines and measures like that are not necessarily what bring people on board. It's communication, it's encouragement, it's talking to people, it's engaging with them. So that's really what we're trying to do now. And again, without sounding like I'm, I'm repeating myself, I'm just asking people to look at what level three means, look at the restrictions that are there and to please try to adhere to them. Okay, um, as I understand, the proposal under level three means that only a maximum of six people can be allowed in one house at any one time, yet 25 people will be permitted to attend a wedding or a funeral. Some people might say that's a contradiction. What do you say to that? So look, this is something that from the very start has has not created a challenge, but, you know, has been difficult for us. Um, A funeral and a wedding and and, while that might sound unusual, they they are two very important events um, for Irish people. And, and, you know, a a wedding is something that people spend a lot of time planning and it's, it's one of the biggest events of their lives. And obviously, when somebody passes away, we want to pay our respects. Um, and so we have always treated them a little bit differently. And I know people might say, well, that's that's very unusual. But um, the idea is that somebody, particularly in the last few weeks or months, may have changed um, their wedding, may have rebooked it for a second or indeed a third time uh, for us to then say that it can't go ahead. Or if somebody is to lose a loved one to say that they can't have anyone at the funeral. Um, I suppose this was a political decision um, and really this is something that we have taken on board and we've all spoken to constituents and and family and friends and and met with people um, where they have been in this situation and it was felt um, that we needed to give that little bit more flexibility in these instances. Now, as you will know, and I think many people listening to this will know, 25 people really is a very small amount for for an Irish wedding or or for a funeral, um, but we felt that we needed to allow people and that little bit of flexibility in, in what is already a very challenging and a very difficult time. Um, you know, a lot of people will still cancel their wedding because that simply is not enough for them. They want to have more family and friends there. But in particular for a funeral, I think it is important that we allow people to pay their respects. And, and I do think um, that people are, you know, very respectful of the guidelines as well. Yeah. Can I just put a question to you that's just come in by text and it's from a listener in Lobenstown and the listener makes the point that, and I'm not sure if it's a, a he or a she, but I'm assuming it's a female texter, that uh, she lives in Lobenstown and the nearest shop for groceries for her is in RD and that's in Louth. So that means she leaves County Meath to go to County Louth. So she's crossing the county boundary. Now, is she breaking the law or is she likely to get, uh, if you like, a prosecution from the Gardaí? Or where do people who live on a county border but the nearest you know, the nearest shopping centre, whether that be a town or a village, is in the next county. Where do people in that sort of grey area, where do they stand? So at the moment, I mean, we're asking people not to shop outside of the county boundary. And I understand that's difficult. I understand some people are literally within a, a mile of another border. But we are trying to keep some um, structure to what we are doing here. Um, and so at the moment, there are no penalties. 
and I'm going to be very clear on that. If somebody is asked by a guard to turn around and they decide, well, I'm going to ignore this and keep going, there are no penalties. However, if everybody was to do that, and, and as I said at the outset, there, there were a lot of exemptions um, for people to travel outside of the county, school, work, uh, hospital, caring for somebody, that there were a lot of exemptions. But if everybody was to say for their own reason, whether it was shopping or to visit a family member, that they wanted to cross the county boundary, then there would be no point in having that particular uh, regulation. And the reason that we have that regulation is to try and contain this virus and to try and contain it within each county so that it's not spreading. So I understand it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to say to somebody where you normally shop in RD and, and my mother who lives just out from Lobenstown would shop in RD as well. So I, I completely understand where this person is coming from. However, we're asking people just for the next few weeks while we're in level three to shop more locally within the county boundary. Um, but, you know, as I said, there is currently no penalty. However, if things don't improve, if we start to move to level four because the figures continue to decrease or move in the wrong direction, then there is a potential that we will have to look at um, some sort of penalty for people who breach that. That's not necessarily where I want to go, but if we can't get this under control, then we have to look at how do we bring in measures to try and do that. But, you know, I, I fully understand where this person is coming from. It's very difficult, but we're just asking people for the next few weeks to shop within your own county. All right. OK, we're going to have to leave it there. That said, the Minister for Justice and Fine Gael TD from Me, the East, Helen McEntee, joining us on the programme. OK, more to come. We'll take a break. Michael Reed on LMFM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.